Chapter Twenty One of Eighty Seven by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One Progress. Mama always has the thoughtful other side in mind, Nettie said, her glance for her mother full of love, but she was not ready to leave the subject. Do you think they would feel differently now? Let us try them i'll invite the circle to meet with me on thursday and give them an entertainment in the way of cake and cream or something of that sort may i mamma and we will have winter's help in entertaining them and propose his name for membership at the close the doctor laughed outright i'm glad you have come home daughter he said as he arose to leave them we needed you sate and i didn't we pussy she was true to her word not only planned but performed securing a most efficient helper in winter he was ready to drive her to any point which she wished to reach to hunt up every reference she needed for the literary portion of the scheme to do in short her bidding in whatever direction it led the doctor looked on well pleased and put himself to no small inconvenience to give winter all the time he needed and only the mother, watching it carefully, said to Sate, "'Your father thinks that all this could have been done at any time. He does not realize what a difference a few months of his society and help make in a young man. I should not know Winter Kelland for the boy who came to us.' In all of which she was in a degree correct. That evening was one for Winter to remember— he made his first appearance into what he then named society. He dressed with care, and was enough in the past to wonder curiously what Mrs. Josiah Griggs would have said, could she have seen him. When he came into the brightly lighted parlors, it was Nettie herself who turned to him with a smile, and, making a tour of the rooms with him, introduced our friend Mr. Kelland. They recognized him, of course, they had met him often in the streets since the day of the picnic. Some of them were inclined to stare a little, but for the most part they were well-bred young men and women, willing to follow a leader, especially since that leader was Dr. Decker's eldest daughter, the pride of their circle. Besides, this well-dressed, very well-appearing young man did not look in the least like the driver who had helped pack the lemonade glasses so skillfully, and whom they had addressed as my good fellow. He really was a good deal at home, and was somewhat surprised with himself for the feeling. But he had been so constantly with Miss Nettie during the week of preparation, and she appealed to him so entirely as a matter of course now for help, whether it was with a curtain that she wished drawn, or a paragraph in a book that she needed, that he dropped into his place as her acknowledged helper and when, in the course of the evening, she called on him to read a class poem, he demonstrated to his own satisfaction that little Vine's opinion of his powers in that direction, given so long ago, were not utterly at fault. There were touches in the poem which he keenly felt as spoken to his own experience, and if he was not able to understand the faith in the final award by the great master, he was at least able to appreciate the poetry of the thought, and rendered it as though he felt it. If only to labor and wait in the lowliest tasks be thine, if faithful, the master will say, that work and the workmen are mine. 
to have heard his rendering you would not have imagined that he utterly ignored the claims of that master upon my word said the young man who had lazily recited longfellow at the picnic that individual is a reader i would not mind having written a poem myself if he could read it he's a diamond in disguise isn't he this gentleman was popular in the circle in the course of the evening it began to be whispered through the rooms that the doctor's student was a brilliant fellow destined to rise high and had been discovered and was being polished by the doctor and his family the circle expressed itself in undertone as more than willing to open its mystic doors to him when at the proper moment nettie went through the formula of proposing the new name and the circle voted on it during the ten minutes that winter had been summoned to receive a message in the doctor's absence there was not a dissenting vote nettie's eyes were bright when the secretary with a hint that the occurrence was unusual and flattering announced the result and proposed that the new member be formally welcomed but then occurred a surprise the new member was grateful for the honor proposed had no doubt that the circle would be made an eminently useful factor in the hands of many but for himself he would be obliged to decline membership his time was already so fully occupied his interests were so pressing that it would not be possible for him to assume anything more there was a time not so very long ago when he should have been more grateful for admission to their circle than perhaps they could imagine and here the young daughter sate wondered whether he did or did not flash a half reproachful glance at her how was she to have helped it but now however much he might have desired it membership was quite out of the question they even condescended to urge him but he was inexorable whatever they might say however flattering their appeals might grow of one thing he held himself sure foolish fellow that he was he would have nothing to do with their reading circle i was disappointed in him a little papa said nettie the next morning i had an idea that he would be able to rise above such pettiness and take the help which we could really give him well i don't know said the doctor laughing half pleased half vexed with his student i must say that it was rather a natural feeling oh yes it was natural but it was not noble i rated him a little too high that is all and i wish for winter kellen's sake that he could have overheard those words in due course of time miss nettie's vacation was over and she returned to her eastern school but something of what she had accomplished abided winter found that he had now a bowing acquaintance with every member of the ivy circle and once or twice he was cordially invited to come around and take part in the exercises but true to his determination to stand as much in his own light as possible so far as this means of culture was concerned he courteously declined there was however a little excuse for his obstinacy as the days passed he became increasingly busy more and more the doctor claimed him but the work given was almost sure to be in line with what he was studying and of such a character as to be more helpful to him than anything else which he could have done he dimly felt this at the time but in after years 
when the full light of the doctor's helpfulness dawned on him there were circumstances connected with the memory which started a regretful tear that he had not understood sooner meantime there was steadily opening to him a new avenue to self-improvement on the doctor's list there were constantly grave cases which required for a part sometimes for the entire night the watchful attendance of one who sufficiently understood the disease and the hopes and plans of the doctor to watch intelligently and report promptly any change in the patient one night there were two of these cases the doctor hesitating doubtful whether to try to remain himself or to trust to the nurse looked at his watch looked at the patient then glanced at winter who had been assisting him and stood waiting i believe i'll let you stay he said suddenly drummond cannot leave mr parsons to-night and i ought to go home and get a few hours of rest i believe you could do what needs to be done i think i could said winter as he tried to speak quietly to hide the quiver of eagerness in his voice but the doctor noted it and smiled slightly i'll try you he said and there followed careful directions this was the first night of watching but by no means the last sometimes it was but for a few hours sometimes it was to remain in the house within call there were occasions when even though he particularly wished to stay winter was ordered to his room and bed the doctor kept careful guard over the young student whose enthusiasm could so readily have run away with his prudence as the days went on and dr decker heard what winter did not he often thought it over with a satisfied smile can't that young student of yours spend the night here inquired an anxious mother whose boy was very sick i'll send drummond around i think was the answer then the mother but i would much rather have kelland if you think he would do as well fred likes him likes to have him raise his head or do anything for him he is so watchful and skilful and quiet we all like him very much he could sleep most of the night only be ready if fred needed him and kelland stayed suppose you let that young man who comes with you sometimes watch the case this afternoon said a professional nurse on another occasion he can do what is wanted quite as well as the other and we like him better his manner in a sick-room is perfect could you lend kellen to me asked a young physician turning back after a half-hour's talk with the great doctor about a case which troubled him i shall feel less nervous if i have his help he is very cool and quiet i have observed i shall have to watch my student would dr decker say to himself they will wear out his body and spoil his nerves before their time if i'm not careful he is evidently popular not only with the sick but what is rarer with the nurses so that really as you can plainly see there was very little time for reading circles or anything but hard study and hard work generally in the line of his chosen profession you think he is now fairly launched on the road to success and that i who admit myself to be very fond of him must be quite satisfied i do not know that he was ever in greater danger than at the time of which i write 
the danger of absorbing himself utterly and hopelessly in a busy self-satisfied successful life which was entirely for this world he was daily growing satisfied not indeed with his attainments but with the sense of certainty that he could attain and was steadily doing so the feeling of loneliness and of need for companionship had largely passed from him he was too busy for companionship or at least for society as for acquaintances as i told you he had several they daily increased scarcely a day passed that some one did not chance to introduce him to some one else who was quite worth knowing the doctors who frequented the office had for some time nodded to him calling him kelland and accepting him tacitly as one who was some day to be of their number more than that the younger ones began to seek his help not only in the manner i have already mentioned but in other ways they talked with him on occasion as though he were already one of them asked his opinion of this or that question in the belief that he might have heard words of wisdom fall from the lips of the oracle occasionally one said to him confidentially find out what dr decker thinks about this can't you in a casual way and let me know and in all these ways he was being drawn into their world as for mrs tryon's world it had grown endurable even rather pleasant the young men no longer felt doubtful about him one of them had an uncle who had a brother who was a physician in a neighboring city and who had called dr decker in counsel and it was confidently reported at the tryon dinner table that dr decker had said to this brother physician in so many words that young kelland was destined for a brilliant career that made a vast difference in the feelings of the young man with the waxed moustache and indeed in the feelings of most of them they began to do more than nod to winter they occasionally asked him how mr jones or mr smith was and listened to his reply with a deference which showed that they realized the importance of information which came from him occasionally they asked about dr decker's boy gerald as to what his father's plans were for him and in various ways intimated that they knew their fellow boarder had knowledge of circles which never touched their lives with mrs tryon the young man was friendly and patronizing he kept himself somewhat posted as to her place in the book she was struggling through and offered her bits of assistance which awakened her hearty gratitude he brought maria a good engraving of bryant of which dr decker had given him several thereby adding greatly to the weight of gratitude which the mother felt and receiving hearty thanks from the wide-awake sensible steadily advancing maria it was really all very pleasant he had moved down one flight of stairs into a little hall bedroom which was unexpectedly vacated and had fitted it up in a very cheery way and felt at home there or would have felt so had there been any time to spend in it at first he had planned it for his sunday afternoons but it was now so much a matter of course that he should spend them in the doctor's office within call if any information was wanted more than a bell-boy could give that he now went there directly from dinner and his mornings why he still went to church when his duties at the doctor's did not conflict but whether the preacher spoke in the english or greek tongue he could hardly have told 
it was now his invariable custom to lose himself in a medical work even before the text was named and to come out of his intense study only in time for the benediction and the christian doctor yes he was a christian earnest to the heart's core his highest hopes and strongest desires centered in jesus of nazareth but at that time you couldn't have made winter kelland believe it he believed that dr decker's highest hopes centered in his beloved profession how do i explain it oh well you are constantly to remember that dr decker was an overworked man that he had almost no time which it was right for him to call his own that when he rode or walked or sat with this young man some life was always trembling in the balance and which way the scales would drop was depending humanly speaking upon himself he was by no means silent about this greatest subject he spoke of it as a matter of course the lord isn't going to give me that little blossom he has determined to take it to himself this was the way in which he once announced to winter the swiftly approaching death of a little child in some such way he often spoke to him as one who understood that he claimed to be only a servant of the great physician and winter called these expressions the result of old habits of thought had he honored the doctor less he would have called them cant but really they passed for mere words without soul in them not that he was an unbeliever in the christian religion he would not have called himself that he was simply a neglector of it to such an alarming extent that he could not but imagine that there was by no means so much of it as sermons and prayers and bible verses would at first sight make one think it was eminently proper to have a sabbath form of worship he believed in church-going and in public prayer all these things were safeguards to lives not busy enough to be safe in themselves when he was a doctor eminent and crowded with care as he now fully expected to be he should attend church as dr decker did just as often as he could it was a grand example for a busy man who did not need it himself to set for others and he kept the little book two inches square in his pocket and locked mrs putnam's bible wrapped in tissue paper in his most treasured drawer and took credit to himself for his spirit of reverence and was altogether self-complacent and content there had been times when a few wise words on this subject would have turned his life into another channel but those times were past End of chapter twenty one